Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. I'm honored today to welcome to Core Principles the president of Idols Aside Ministries, Mark Wright. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. My pleasure. So I want to let the listeners know a little bit about you, Mark. Tell us about your background, where you grew up, what your childhood was like, whatever you'd like to share. Yeah, absolutely. I grew up in um, a town called Lakeland, Florida. It's right in the middle part of the state. Uh, we are between Tampa and Orlando. I would say the seasons down there, it's hot and hotter. <laughs> um, but grew up there as a child. was blessed to have a wonderful mother and great stepfather in my life. Uh, amazing grandparents, but grew up in Central Florida. Went to high school there, graduated, had a scholarship, uh, played college football at Appalachian State University. Uh, when I graduated uh, college, I had the opportunity for a tryout in the NFL and got to see what that was like for a short season. Never did play in the NFL field, uh, but uh, it was a blessing to be able to play at the collegiate level. It opened a lot of doors for me in life and uh, went into the corporate sector for a while. Uh, did that for about seven years and then God called my wife and I uh, to start Idols Aside Ministries at the end of 2008. And uh, so we've been in full-time ministry now for 14 years. Started in Central Florida and uh, have been here in Kentucky for about four years now. What made you decide to make Kentucky your second location after Florida? Well, we uh, we minister a fatherless, uh, fatherless youth, and we do that through the avenue of sports and the outdoors. And we uh, just saw such an impact uh, that it had on families, on single mothers, grandmothers, uh, fatherless kids that we just, uh, our board of directors and our staff team prayed about for a second location. And, and that second location ended up being Paducah, Kentucky. And uh, man, it's been an amazing place. Uh, we've had so much local support from the community, uh, from churches, businesses, individuals, and uh, there is a need here to uh, pour into the fatherless in this community. There's a, a lot of need to, to love on single mothers and grandmothers, and we're here to fight for them and point them to Christ and um, just love them. Now, you've sort of answered this question through that uh, response, but tell us what is the focus and the vision and mission of Idol Society Ministry? Yeah, our lane is, is fatherless youth. If you look at our world today, you look at our country, uh, the United States of America, we have become a fatherless nation. Uh, one, we've removed a lot of, a lot of. Uh, if you look at majority society today, we've removed God out of a lot of different things, and that's not good when you pull God out of, uh, out of things. But we, uh, if you statistically look at the numbers uh, in rural communities uh, versus large cities, um, about 40, almost 45% of all youth in rural communities do not have an active father. And large cities throughout America, uh, your, your very large cities, um, metro cities, they're up to about 75% uh, where uh, homes are broken and there's no father figure in the home. And so that is uh, that is our lane, uh, reaching the fatherless. And as we uh, build relationships with these youth, um, these families, uh, we want to point them uh, to the ultimate father who's Jesus Christ. That's outstanding. And you mentioned that you use a sports theme as part of that outreach. How, do, how does that work? How does that get incorporated into your ministry? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Uh, you can reach fatherless youth in so many different avenues and so many different ways. Um, obviously, my background in sports and in the outdoors, uh, that is uh, just part of my story. So we utilize um, the game of sports and we utilize uh, um, hunting and fishing as a tool to be able to reach these kids. I, I guess you could say it's the left hook. Um, and uh, we have that um, a beautiful lodge facility here in Kentucky and have a beautiful lodge facility in Florida. And it's uh, uh, it's really done with excellence. If you, um, I think a lot of people, when they say, hey, man, you're taking kids hunting, a lot of people think you're taking these kids out to a, a musty old uh, cabin or a, an old place in the woods. And if anybody that's been to the facilities have seen how 
beautiful they are. You know, we try to do everything with, with excellence and uh, they're God's lodges. They're not my lodges or anybody else on this staff team or uh, it's it's God's place, and uh, we uh, it's really special. I mean, most uh, even most women that go out there think it's like a six star lodge, and they're like, yeah, but uh, everybody loves it, and um, it's a blessing to be able to to reach these youth. You incorporate also some partners into your ministry that are not actively part of it, but that do temporarily get involved. How does that work, and what kind of people do you bring in to help? Great question. You know, our ultimate goal is to you know at a grassroots level, we're reaching youth in Western Kentucky and in Central Florida. We would love to see that expand however the Lord wants us, want that to expand. And ultimately, I would love to see the local body church of all different denominations uh, to put fatherless into the culture of their church. I feel like it's such a need. Um, you know, I heard a pastor once say in America, sometimes we have, in, in the American church culture, we have so many resources at our fingertips, we surpass the obedience of the gospel. And so my ultimate goal is to get those pastors, those shepherds of churches to put the fatherless lane in their church, uh, where uh, they create a passion and a zeal uh, for community outside the walls of the church, where we're going into the homes and doing life with moms and grandmothers and loving these fatherless youth. And um, they're all around us in a, a very, very large percentage, um, over three quarters of mothers and grandmothers in this country, uh, statistically do not attend a local body church because they don't feel like they fit. And if they don't feel like they fit, then that's the disobedience of believers and the disobedience of the church. You know, that's our fault if they don't fit. And so what that, what we need to do in return is to love them and uh, love these families. And so different people that we want to get involved. One is uh, we want to get the local church involved. We want to get pastors. We want to get volunteers, leaders in churches to come aside of us. We, uh, we partner with the local schools. We're in over 20 different schools here in Western Kentucky. And so we have those teachers, those guidance counselors, superintendents, principals, uh, maintenance people, anybody you know that's in the school system, you know, they know about idols aside and they know, you know, we really encourage them to look beyond just the student and athlete, look at that person, look at that child, you know, do a little bit more intentionality on their life and are they from a fatherless home, you know, and, and we can be, we can help bridge that gap, idols aside can. And, and uh, so we need help also just uh, needing our, our, probably our greatest need as far as a volunteer right now is we're asking families, would you utilize the people that God's put in your circle Whatever city you live in, whatever town you live in, whatever neighborhood, you know, would you think about right now, think about a single mom or a grandmother that's raising a kid without a dad. And our greatest ask for you today is, would you find one kid and one family and do life with them and love them? And if we could have believers and people of faith today to stand up and say, hey, we will pour into one fatherless kid or we will reach out to one family. I mean, we can really make a huge impact. And I believe we can see revival take place in our communities today. But we, we can't just say we're praying about it and, and know what the problem is. We have to take action. That's a really good challenge to put out there. It, it is the, the body's, the church responsibility at large. You also have a lot of great contacts in the sports world and understand that you leverage some of that to bring some people that are known into your ministry activities. Does that have to do with the name Idols Aside Ministry to make sure that people keep their focus where it belongs? Yeah, that's a great question. People ask me all the time, where did you come up with the name? You know, how did Idols Aside come about? My wife and I were actually in the middle of a Bible study 14 and a half years ago, and uh, we knew God was calling us to this ministry. And we were studying the Ten Commandments, and I, I got stuck on that verse, you know, that shall have no other gods before me. And at that season of my life, I had some friends that were playing in the NFL and some buddies of mine that I grew up with playing in Major League Baseball. And I was struggling because I was that athlete, but I was struggling seeing these guys that, guys that I love that are friends, but they were not completely utilizing the platform and the talent and gifts that God has given them all for His glory, you know. And uh, I was like, man, you know, these guys have such a platform 
and uh, such a tool uh, to be able to impact kids' lives for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, I, uh, uh, you know, and a lot of these athletes that are living for Christ, and I could name many, um, but these guys that truly love Jesus, they don't want to be idolized. You know, uh, yeah. they, they want to point people in this world to Jesus Christ and what he's done on the cross for them. And that's, uh, you know, so that's kind of how the name came up. You know, my wife and I are in a study and idols, you know, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Uh, idols aside. And the cool thing is, is, you know, our abbreviations is I am. Yes. You know, so the great I am. It was, we didn't even think about that until probably six months down the road. And so yeah, it was just cool. To, One of the cool. names of God himself. Absolutely. And, uh, but uh, yeah, that's how the name came up. So I know you're reticent to drop names, but I'm going to drop one because you, you brought him here to Paducah, Kentucky to help motivate people to get involved. And he's someone who's an example to a lot of us who are not involved in the sports world to see somebody who's willing to take the the backlash that unfortunately the sort of opposed to Christ world puts on people who are very bold and outspoken in their faith. And this is Tim Tebow, who does not shy away from saying, my purpose is advancing the gospel of Christ. What could you share with us about his involvement, how he came to, to help you out? And uh, just in general, what are the pressures that those potential idols that we want not to focus on uh, them specifically, what is the challenge for them to stand up and say, I'm going to be about Christ, even while the world tells me we don't want that from you? Yeah. I tell this to youth. And the moms and grandmothers all the time, if you want to see God, you've got to fully surrender everything in your life to God, and you got to serve God. And uh, I think Tim Tebow, um, just as a man of God, he does that well. He made that commitment in his life when he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior that I'm, I'm going to fully surrender everything to Christ. And also, I'm going to utilize the platform that God gave me, the game of football and sports and uh, and what I got to learn through my parents in the mission field, they use all that to go about God's business. And, you know, you can see Tim, he did that from the surrender standpoint, but you can also see that on how he serves, you know? I mean, that's what his whole life is about, is serving others and seeing people that are lost come to know Christ. And, and even those that are believers want to see, he wants to see them grow and utilize uh, us believers. You don't have to be a football player to share Christ. You know, God has blessed us all with a story and a talent, and he encourages people all the time of kids and adults, you know, use your story, use a platform that God gave you and go serve and, and share Christ with others. And I got to meet Tim for the first time when he was actually playing college football at University of Florida, uh, a new guy that was doing some chaplain work there. And uh, so the first time I met Tim, he had an old uh, Thunderbird car and uh, had a scooter that he would take back and forth to campus. And uh, I remember, I think his car was like an aqua green color. I was like, Tim, I don't see you driving that car. I think it was a car that literally, I think somebody done, you know, gave Tim or his family, you know, they were missionaries, you know, lived a pretty simple life. And uh, it was funny seeing him drive that car. But, uh, but I got to, you know, Tim was, Tim was the same guy then. He's the same guy now. I think he's got a larger platform than he did when he was in college. But yeah, Tim, I got to meet him for the first time then. That was a while back, a long time ago. And uh, since then, uh, he's, he's been a blessing to be able to partner with Idols Aside and help us with some of our fundraising events. And uh, he's also been a blessing to, uh, to encourage uh, some kids in our ministry that are struggling with life. You know, some kids that are fatherless that have struggled with just being able to um, do to live it, you know, just to live life. And we've had some kids struggle with some different illnesses and he's always been a, uh, an encouragement to make a call to a kid or send a video. And Tim, Tim is a busy guy. He doesn't sit still. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he goes full speed all day long. I'll say that. A lot of respect for folks like that. And I know there are others in the national football league and in even the other, uh, major sports and they're bold. And, uh, the fellowship of Christian athletes, of course, mm -hmm. leverages some of that too. And, uh, yeah. 
Do you get to partner much with other ministries like FCA or, or similar things? We do. We do. Um, we have a, a great relationship up down in Central Florida and here in Western Kentucky with FCA. Um, I was very involved with Fellowship Christian Athletes when I was a high school student and, uh, and when I was in college playing college football. One of the things I like about FCA is that they do a great job, you know, equipping coaches, you know, and equipping uh, people to be huddle leaders. The type of kids that are typically in your FCA Bible study groups in schools are, you know, nothing against this or nothing wrong with this, but it's your more your church kids, you know, and uh, the, most of the kids that we minister to are unchurched kids. And, uh, and most of our fatherless kids that come in our program are not athletes or have never hunted or never fished. It's, it's kids that usually are hooked on video games all day long and uh, really don't have a, a home life. But we do. I love FCA. I think they've been around since 1954, done a tremendous job sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we do have a partnership with, uh, with them in both locations to where if they do identify with a fatherless kid when, when they're in the school or a coach calls them and says, hey, I got this kid. Can you help? You know, I've, I've, we've had many kids have been referred to us. Um, but we do have partnerships with other organizations, Boys and Girls Clubs uh, of the world today, and we have partnerships with law enforcement, the, ju the judicial system, the school system, foster care programs, adoption programs, you name it. So. That is outstanding because that kind of synergy really amplifies. I mean, it's a scriptural principle too. You know, uh, when people work together, the task is more easily accomplished. It's just very obvious. Absolutely. But uh, it's also great because you have a particular calling. You have a particular lane, as you described it. And those other ministries and those other potential uh, organizations that you could partner with have their own. And there's no, I assume, I trust, there's no competition. There's just support and synergy. Absolutely. That's the way it should be. Yeah. We're all trying to bring lost people to Jesus Christ and, and, and make disciples. And uh, I, I would love to work with any organization that has a heartbeat to bring people to Jesus, whether it be a church or a parachurch ministry. That really is a powerful picture. And it... Ironically, with the news of the world today focused on Afghanistan, it reminds me of something I learned in Combined Joint Task Force 76. There were, I think, 37 coalition partners at that time. And the statement that all the leadership said all the time was one team, one fight, one mission. And that was true. We were all just pulling the same rope. And so to see that for the ultimate mission of bringing folks to eternity with Christ is, is really encouraging. Absolutely. I wonder if there's any anecdotes or stories that you could tell us in general terms about some of your favorite memories of the, the times that you've had in these experiences. Yeah, I'll, I'll share a few stories with you. You know, I think one of the most amazing things about doing God's work is there's times you get to witness harvest. And uh, we've been able to see miracles take place in this ministry. I think a lot of people today in the church world in America think miracles only happen overseas, uh, but they, they happen here in our states too. And uh, they usually, you know, unfortunately, they're usually happening, you know, in situations where there's brokenness, you know, where there are people that are just at their bottom and they're desperate for Christ. And we see that a lot with a lot of these families and kids we minister to. We had a girl several years back. I can remember. I'm not going to mention any names just for their privacies. Uh, but we had a uh, young girl that her parents had sold her to over 300 men. Uh, oh. between uh, the age of 13 and 16 years of age and uh, horrible um, and just uh, this young lady had bitterness and anger and just so much pain and you can understand why we were able to get to share the gospel with her and um, be in her life and we had to build trust with her and it took time but to make a long story short just praying for this young lady and having a lot of people pray for this young lady and just showing her love you know and, and it was a uh, you know, there were times that we didn't know what to do but pray. And uh, this young lady over time felt like she was able to trust some people in our circle. And she gave her life to Christ. And those balls and chains that she was carrying around of that anger 
and that bitterness and that hurt, uh, she was able to release that at the foot of the cross. Amen. And uh, we saw that young lady not only just come to know the Lord, but just have freedom because she was, uh, she forgave. I mean, forgave. And scripture doesn't say you have to trust again, but uh, it does say that we're supposed to forgive no matter what the situation is. And um, I can't, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, I was, I was struggling. You know, just thinking in her mindset about that forgiveness, how big that was. Make a long story short, this young lady, she's married today, has children, and has gone back and led her mother to Christ, uh, who was involved in, in selling her. Wow. Um, that, that is a beautiful miracle. It reminds me a little bit that forgiveness you're talking about, of uh, the way that Corrie ten Boom recounted her forgiveness of her Nazi tormentors. It's mm. just that level of, yeah. how can you do that? Yeah. Only by God. A few months ago here in Kentucky, uh, here at the lodge, uh, right outside of Paducah here, we had a, a young man come on a fishing retreat and uh, he goes to a local high school here in the area. And uh, he, uh, the next morning he woke up from the retreat. He said, man, uh, he told our staff to me, he said, man, this is the most comfortable mattress I've ever slept on. And uh, we're like, man, we're glad you got a good night's rest, buddy. We're, uh, we're uh, glad, glad it was peaceful, you know, it's a peaceful place to you. And, he said, yeah, he said, my mattress back at my home, I have tear marks in my mattress. And we're like, what do you mean you have tear marks? It's just an old mattress. Do you need a new mattress? And he said, um, he said, no, he said, I see demons in my room. Oh. And uh, he said, my mother uh, tries to bring dead people to life. And he says that her and her friends do witchery in our home. And uh, he said, man, I don't like that. And I said, well, there's a way that we can stop that. And I said, you know, peace, true peace comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as we, we got to explain who Jesus is to this young man and pour into him that weekend, and uh, he accepted Christ as his Savior that weekend. And he has a peace now um, that uh, he didn't have before. And, and even the mom, the mom, you know, it's interesting. Witchery is one of the most growing uh, religions here in America right now. Uh, it is a uh, it is a movement, and the reason it's a movement, it's not because a lot of these people are worshiping Satan or they're satanic. A lot of them are seeing demonic, spiritual type things happen, and young people, you know, this mama who's in her twenties, they're seeing crazy things happen, and so you know they they thrive to that. You know, it's almost like a game to them. And, uh, but we've been able to share the gospel with this mom, and she's been very receptive. You know, uh, she's not against the gospel, and um, we're working and praying over that situation. But we have uh, we've had also have seen, had several kids between Kentucky and Florida um, come on retreats and see angels. Uh, I personally have never seen a physical angel before, but we've had some kids that are that have been wanting to take their lives, and we've seen that increase in the past year. And uh, God has uh, been able to have show Himself in visions to these kids uh, in their dreams at night, and we've had on retreats around campfires studying the Word of God. You see these kids, I mean, sitting around a fire, man, just praising Jesus and reading Scripture, singing out to the Lord. And, man, you see you'll, these kids, will just, I believe we've had a couple of kids say, man, well, I've just seen angels more, you know. And uh, and it's we've seen that change that kid's life where it's like God showed himself to them, you know. And it's special, man, to be part of stuff like that. And, uh, and just to see complete brokenness. I think sometimes in society today we look at somebody and based on their, we, you know, we— we should never compare anybody or any situation to anyone unless it's Jesus Christ. Because I think comparisons, and we see it on social media all the time, but comparisons bring discouragement, you know, and uh, we are all sinners, you know. Some of our sin in our lives has been more exposed than others today. Um, but it's, uh, but man, it's been powerful to see people, you know, that a lot of a lot of people in a lot of the church would give up on today. But man, just um, been able to see a lot of broken people come to know the Lord, give their life to Christ, and see God change their life. And uh, that, that is still happening today. And uh, we've got to be willing to, um, I just challenge people that are listening to this today, you know, 
if you if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and your faith is important to you, I challenge you to share the gospel with somebody new every day. Every day. You know, we're I think the return of Christ is coming soon. I don't know the day. I don't know the hour. Uh, but I believe it's coming soon. And we need to be, if you're a follower of Christ, you need to have that sense of urgency. And uh, we need to be sharing the gospel every day. Yes, sir. That's powerful. And, you know, you and I were just talking before we began the interview, Mark, about the things happening in the world today. And does it look a whole lot like the timeline that we've been told about through scripture is accelerating. We can't tell, but it certainly looks like that from our limited vantage point. You mentioned about comparison. Somebody had a pithy saying about that, that comparison is the thief of joy. Mm, absolutely. Uh, but those are such powerful stories. And, you know, God is always, always at work. And those kind of miracles are uh, encouragement. It's a shame that so many of us, you know, there are miracles to be observed, but we don't pay attention to the spiritual we just keep focused on the material and it's so easy for any of us me and the rest of us to fall into that trap but the scripture reminds us frequently it's not about the material the things that are at work around us are spiritual mm -hmm. and they affect us directly and eternally so it's important mm -hmm. well let's look ahead for idols aside ministry and for mark Wright and for your team what are some things on the horizon for you that you're looking forward to some challenges or some great expectations you might have yeah man i uh, this is one of the greatest times i believe ever in the history of our world to do ministry it's uh to me it's extremely exciting times uh, it's the busiest and probably the heaviest season we've ever had but uh, i rejoice in that paul used to say in scripture rejoice in tribulation rejoice in the trials um, because i've just seen in my personal life you see god show up man when it gets tough I know it sounds crazy, but I'd rather it be hard than I'd rather times be tough than to be easy because that's when I see God most and I, f I feel like revival can take place. Uh, but ahead, we've got a lot of exciting things starting our deer hunting season in Kentucky. It begins uh, here in September, goes through January. So we're going to be busy about three weekends a month having retreats at the Idols of Side Ranch in Kentucky. Uh, in Florida, we're going to be doing those retreats as well with hog hunting, deer hunting, fishing, you name it down there. So it's always a fun season. I, uh, I love the retreats. Uh, we have typically have four or five kids come in on a weekend. On a Friday afternoon, they come in and they leave Saturday late evening. And that's just a special time. Uh, some kids that we've been able to cultivate, build relationships with uh, in the community uh, through single mother, grandmother homes, through the school system, to, through the judicial system. And this is a chance for these kids to be able to go do things they've never been able to get to do and uh, just to be able to continue building those relationships with them. So it's always, always love the hunting season and I like it when it's cooler outside too. So it's, it's nice to be able to have those campfires and, you know, just those nice cool nights and be able to look up, see the stars. And we love getting kids out in God's creation because we can introduce them to creator God, you know, and sometimes I think in ministry, we get so focused on bringing people to Jesus, to the cross. And don't get me wrong, the cross is the best thing, the best gift we will ever receive ever in our entire life. But I think sometimes we forget to go back to who creator God is. And these kids that don't have an earthly father, you can't go to them immediately with the words of heavenly father. Uh, you've got to build trust and build that, you know, you got to build a relationship with them. So when we can get them to the ranch, introduce them to creator God, introduce them to his creation, what he made, everything from the stars to the deer, to the turkeys, to the grasses, to the fish. And we can get that light bulb to turn on with these kids that there is a God. That's a big step. And then as we, like I said, as we get to build relationships and trust with them, then we can introduce them to who Jesus is and who their heavenly father is and how he will always be there for them. And he will never leave them if they choose to follow him with their lives. And so that's special. So this is always a fun time of the year. I get excited. We are back into the schools, you know, uh, even with COVID-19 and even with the increase in that, 
if kids are in school, we're going into the schools. You know, we have uh, permission from majority of most, uh, all superintendents, most principals, guidance counselors in schools. We are there and basically what we do when we go into the schools is we go in and uh, some of the leadership in the schools have selected different fatherless youth that they feel we could uh, make an impact in their lives and they get permission from the moms and grandmothers for us to build relationships with these kids. So we're in that season again where we're back in the schools uh, going in just helping these kids, giving them targets and things they can aim for in life, praying over them, uh, building relationships with them, and just trying to help them. A lot of kids are struggling with anxiety and depression today. Just one practical note I want to bring is you challenged all of us to uh, share the gospel and witness. And, of course, that doesn't cost us monetary resources to do it. But the ministry with Idols Aside, your, your facilities, the people that get involved, some of them may be volunteers, but some are staff and None of those things, the hunting and fishing and the activities and the transportation are free. The world still has a exchange system. So if people want to support monetarily Idols Aside Ministry, how do they reach out to you? Is it best to do it online? Uh, online, our website is idolsaside.com. And then we also have a, a Facebook page that a lot of people follow us and uh, see the stories and see things that are happening with kids. But uh, we have a, a fundraiser coming up um, where it's actually going to be a, a live virtual event at Mike Fisher's home uh, just outside of Nashville. And so um, Luke McCown, who's on our board of directors, a retired uh, NFL quarterback, he's going to be part of that event with Mike. And that's going to be a night where we share God's stories and just share what God's doing and um, let people know uh, why we're here and what we're doing for the Lord. And uh, so there's, yeah, we, we definitely... We have a budget every year we have to meet uh, to be able to uh, be able to send staff out into the field to pour into fatherless and just uh, the cost to keep up ranches and to we provide everything for these moms and grandmothers at no cost. And so there are definitely a lot of expenses. So if somebody wants to support uh, on a monthly basis or do a one time gift, that is always a blessing. Uh, we are having uh, selling um, sponsorships for the event because uh, that live event that night will be seen by thousands. So if anybody's business or corporation would love to be part of that, that'd be a blessing too. And uh, we appreciate it. And uh, again, just to challenge you, think about those people in your circle that are fatherless and reach out to them and, and just challenge you also be in God's word every day. You know, um, I try to start my day and end my day in his word. And uh, I think that helps a lot. I think a lot of people get stuck on social media and the news uh, when they start their day and they end their day and just challenge you, maybe switch it up a little bit, you know, give, 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 give some time with the Lord in prayer and get in his word. And, um, you know, that's our best guide and map for life. Definitely sweeter dreams that way, I guarantee. <laughs> right. Well, thank you, Mark Wright, uh, president of Idols Aside Ministry. It's been a blessing to speak with you. Yeah, thanks for having me on today. Appreciate it. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at latejuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information. And please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.